Good afternoon, everyone. It is Dr. Nigro again, our next episode of Psychology Unplugged. Uh, another fun week of talking and interacting with so many of you guys across the globe. Uh, this is really the highlight of my week uh, in doing the podcast on Sunday. We're doing it actually a little earlier today. Hopefully, Julie won't make any disruptions since I already went to the store and did grocery shopping for the week. Um, so as we still try to figure out Instagram, uh, I appreciate on the one post I did where I'm kind of like pointing a finger to my head, like me thinking about podcast topics. Um, it's kind of helpful to give me some guidance and direction and Julie and I, in terms of what you guys want us to talk about. But again, this is a very humbling and privileged opportunity to enter so many people's lives. Uh, again, never thinking that this would take off to the extent and the magnitude that it did. Um, so much appreciation and thank you. Um, all right. So you can see how my mind works. We go from last week talking about psychiatric hospitalizations to this week on a more existential topic about what really matters. Um, and, you know, I've alluded to this in, in multiple episodes that, you know, we, we live life on a continuum and a continuum of um, almost a rote uh, way of living. We, we get up, we have breakfast, work out, go to work, come home, have dinner, talk about our day, have a cocktail, go to bed. It will repeat the cycle. And I think the pandemic uh, kind of caused a shift in that. Uh, and I think the evidence for that is the influx of people into the mental health system in the middle of the pandemic and currently in, in just even in Massachusetts, uh, which is really the hub of mental health in the world, uh, Boston. And, uh, you know, the year was waitlist to get in to see a neuropsychologist and, and extensive waitlist to get in for, for psychotherapy. So I think as a byproduct of, you know, something that was unfortunate, uh, a lot of good, I think, came out of it. You know, they would say that every cloud is a silver lining. Um, and I think, you know, it brought a lot of people into um, the field of mental health that may it may have been on the periphery, uh, chose, wanted to remain on the periphery. Um, but, you know, when I get a text in the middle of the week as I'm doing testing and someone says, hey, thanks for your podcast. I made my first therapy appointment. I mean, that that is why I do this on a weekly basis. And um, but it just talk about like what what really matters. I think uh, we especially in a Western society, we get very caught up on materialistic things, um, the cars we drive, how much money is in our bank account, the type of phone that we have, the type of shoes that we wear, the, the, the name brands. Um, and we're in a, in a constant, um, whether it's deliberate or unintentional, the word is constant, um, uh, social comparison paradigm where, you know, is, 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 does it ever get to a place where there is good enough? And I'm not talking about complacency, but there is a sense of satisfaction with, you know, like, by, like buying groceries. Every time I walk out of the grocery stores, I thank you God for allowing us to have the funds to be able to afford these, you know, beautiful groceries. Um, I mean, I think this is a very individualistic kind of topic, but when you break it down, what really does matter? Because I think sometimes 
we 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 spend an inordinate amount of energy over such myopic things that really don't have a that are really not impacting our lives that much. You know, at the, at the basis of it, I can say like health matters, uh, family matters, God matters. Um, you know, yes, that that's very different than say, well, you know, I, I you know, it matters. You know, something like, well, it matters what kind of car I drive because what are my friends going to think, or it matters what school I go to because what are people going to think when I go for a job? Really, does that really matter? Um, and I think there's an element of, of gratitude and self-reflection and slowing our cognitive processes down because some, you know, as, 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 a, as a person who lost two parents, I could tell you, you start to reevaluate things. And I think for a lot of us, it, it, sometimes it takes a, a unfortunate event to reevaluate our priorities. You know, I mean, I think that, you know, New Year's resolutions are a joke. Um, you know, it's more like a Hallmark holiday type of thing. But, you know, in, in terms of just reorienting ourselves, I wanted this podcast to be just about bringing a more, you know, I don't believe in the unconscious. Things are automatic. But bringing a more uh, conscious awareness to what is really important in, your li- in our lives and where are we devoting the, uh, the, the requisite energy needed is, is, is it something that, you know, are we, are, we, are we spending, you know, because we got a, a parking ticket? Are we spending, you know, hours just ranting and raving? Because I could tell you, once that, uh, once that minute passes and that time passes, you will never get that back. And I think if we take, we, 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 there's a tendency to focus on the things that we don't have. Or the things that, you know, who did us wrong or what mom and dad couldn't give us. And, you know, a lot of people walk around with a chip on their shoulder. But, you know, I, I, I use this exercise um, with people. I share this on one of the other podcasts, um, you know, where a guy goes uh, to, to a priest and he's just miserable about his life. And, you know, his priorities are all you know, screwed up and, and, and the priest, you know, says, okay, let's, let's draw a line, um, on the left side of your paper and line on the right side of paper. What are you grateful for? He says, I'm not grateful for anything. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing good in my life. He's like, okay. Um, so I'm going to write down, I'm sorry that your wife died. He's like, what What are you talking about? My wife didn't die. Oh, okay. So we'll write that as something positive. Next thing. Um, all right, so I'm sorry I heard you lost your job. Lost my job? What are you talking about? I, I didn't never even, I have a great job. Okay, we'll put that in the positive column. Boy, I'm sorry that your child contracted that disease. Well, oh my God, is there, are you insane? Is there something wrong with you? It's like, no, I'm going to put that in the positive column. The man finally starts to pick up like, hold on a second. Maybe I don't have it as bad as I think I do. Or as everybody else does. And I think that's a great analogy or great intervention or technique. And I have done that with people. And it's been very transformative. Um, because when we're mired down, whether it's by mental health, by life, by the pandemic, by situational variables or situational factors that, that arise, we have a tendency to look into the negative. We, we, we have a tendency to look, to look at the things that are missing and not be grateful for the things that we do have, whether they were given to us by people who loved us or cared about us, whether they were things that we've worked for or owned. And I think there's an important part of taking pride in the accomplishments that you have. You know, I tell people I got letters in front of them after my name, and that just makes people think I know what I'm talking about. 
you know, ego really has no place in in the sense of egotistical. Really has no place in the, in, in 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 society. And I'm sure we all we all know people who have an ego and are narcissistic and are cocky and have to you know throw everything that they have in their face. And you know, really, if you, if you if you talk with them, they really they they really have no self esteem. So you know, confident people don't uh, need to convince you that they're successful. Uh, so. You know, it, it's really kind of slowing and putting your not not necessarily like slamming on the brakes, but but slowing the car down to appreciate the things that we 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 do have and, and to appreciate the things that um, may may not be perfect. You know, I mean, the world is not all. We don't always see it through rose colored glasses. I'm not I'm not talking in a. Um, a Pollyannish kind of way at all. I'm just simply coming from the perspective of a slowing down and looking at the things that we do have because these the things when we, when we focus on the negativity and the negative parts of this, those are the things that can lead to depression. Those are the things that can lead to anxiety. Those are the things that can lead to decline in physical health. If we're constantly in this state of misery and discord and, and unhappiness, when you take a step back, like, do you have silverware in your drawer? Be thankful for that. Do you, have, do you have food in your refrigerator? Do you have a pair of shoes, even if they have a hole in them? Th- those are things that you, we do have. And again, life is not perfect. Life is not easy for any of us. And I am on this ride and on this train with all of you guys who are listening. So I know Julie has a few things that she wanted to, to bring up as she's, as she's hovering over here. Um, so I'm going to let her jump on and share some of the stuff that she wanted to talk about. Well, I'm really not talking about a lot. Hi guys Again saying hello to everybody out there And thank you so much for all of your support And questions and, um, you know, outreach And, you know, giving us the privilege And um, just the honor to be a part of your lives in some way. We're really, really happy and grateful about that. Um, I have been thinking about sharing this with you because this is one of my favorite. It's not really a story. It's kind of a, a long, kind of a long poem, but it's by a comedian, um, George Carlin. He was really, really big. Uh, you youngins won't probably know him, but he was really brilliant comedian and um, in the 70s and the 80s, and um, he was just, he was so hilarious, but no one really knew that he had, he was also political, and but he, he very much didn't show his soft side, and he did when his wife passed away. Um, he wrote this, and I don't know if anybody out there has come across this, but this is always stuck in my heart, and um, I just went through... I was telling you about all my group stuff that I used to do. Um, this is just, I found this in the paperwork, my old paperwork that I went through, and I was just really happy. Um, so, again, this is a message by George Carlin after his wife passed away. He writes, The paradox of our time in history, which this was a while back, and he, he was kind of wise beyond his years, and I think he predicted the pandemic as well. The paradox of our time in history is that we have taller buildings but shorter tempers. 
wider freeways, but narrower, narrower viewpoints. We spend more, but have less. We buy more, but enjoy less. We have bigger houses, smaller families, more conveniences, but less time. We have more degrees, but less sense, more knowledge, but less judgment, more experts, yet more problems, more medicine, but less wellness. We drink too much, smoke too much, spend too recklessly, laugh too little, drive too fast, get too angry, stay up too late, get up too tired, read too little, watch too much TV, and pray too seldom. We have multiplied our possessions but reduced our values. We talk too much, love too seldom, and hate too often. We've learned how to, t to make a living but not a life. We've added years to life but not life to years. We've been all the way to the... Um, hold on. All the way to the moon and back but have trouble crossing the street to meet a new neighbor. We conquer, we, we've conquered outer space, but not inner space. We've done larger things, but not necessarily better things. We've cleaned up the air, but polluted the soul. We've conquered the atom, but not our prejudice. We write more, but learn less. We plan more, but accomplish less. We've learned to rush, but not to wait. We build more computers, and iPhones, uh, to hold more information, to produce more copies than ever, but we communicate less and less, and that continues to happen, as we all know, with the iPhones and the Androids. Um, these are the times of fast foods and slow digestion, big men and small characters, steep profits and shallow relationships. These are the days of two incomes but more divorced, fancier houses but broken homes. These are the days of quick trips, disposable diapers, throwaway morality, one-night stands, overweight bodies, and pills that do everything but sheer to quiet to kill. This is a time when there is much in the showroom window but, and nothing in the stockroom. A time when technology can bring this letter to you in, in a time when you can choose either to share this insight or just to hit delete. Remember, spend time with your loved ones because they are not going to be around forever. Remember to say a kind word to someone who looks up to you in awe because that little person soon will grow up and leave your side. Remember to give a warm hug to the one next to you because that is the only treasure you can give with your heart and it doesn't cost a cent. Remember to say I love you to your partner and your loved ones. But most of all, mean it. A kiss and an embrace will mend hurt when it comes from deep inside of you. Remember to hold hands and cherish the moment for someday that person will not be there again. Give time to love, give time to speak, and give time to share the precious thoughts in your mind. And always remember, life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. I feel like that is a very poignant and eloquent way to describe a lot of our society and how to kind of bring back in context. I love the context that he gives. And yeah, do I think it's very negative? Yeah, it's a little on the negative side. It's a little on the grim side. I get it. But I also love it because I feel very deeply that last phrase, you know, um, 
you know, life is not about all the breaths we do take. It's really all about the moments that we cherish that take our breath away. And that's joy. And I brought him up a couple times. I'm going to do it again. I know Cor might roll his eyes, but Saad, S-A-D-H-G-U-R-U on Instagram. Follow him. Um, the Aisha Foundation, I believe, is started by his daughter. They are making a profound difference in the world, on the planet right now as we speak. Like I said last week, this should be what the news is showing, not all the crap they're showing, not all the negativity. They need to. They really need to show, and uh, people need to see about all the goodness in the world. I say this because I feel like after following this guy, I like his wavelengths. Um, he is definitely a self-actualized person and yes, he is Hindu, but it's not really just about Hindu. I, like I said, I don't really get into all of the different deities and, you know, because I believe in one God in my personal journey, but, um, I don't really get into all of the stuff that he does in terms of, um, rituals and, you know, Hinduism to that degree, but, what he does is that I'll say it again. He meets with people in large, large, like he meets with cities, like people flock to him. He, he goes and, you know, visits other countries, but he sits there and he answers people's most profound questions. Um, And he says all the time, this is not for the faint hearted. It's really people really asking these like burning questions he has a perspective about what it means to live life in a really wholesome way, in a very uncomplicated way, and teaches us, like I talk about Wayne Dyer a lot, um, similarly, it's a person who is an influencer out there, but he's a really good one. And I hope you all can, you know, check in with him and just even if it's just once a day or once every couple of days, even once a week, because that one thing that you might hear that might be so profound and feel very fulfilling and very validating and for heaven's sakes would give anybody hope. Um, he's, he's a very positive influence, I believe. So anyway, I, I, I don't know why, you know, he's come into my life. Um, but I guess it's for me to help other people um, live a better life. And that's what our mission is here. We, we really just want to educate people. Um, I did want to say one last thing about the episode last week regarding the inpatient units. Oh, I, I really hope I didn't scare people too much about inpatient units because I think I was trying to explain the reality of the inpatient experience and how it comes about, you know, the necessary steps. But at the same time, I've had people say that they've had really good experiences on inpatient units. So just to kind of come around full circle with the little story, I think Cor said that before, the story about the guy who's complaining about his life and then the wise guy, the, I don't know who's trying, the priest was saying, you know, oh, I'm sorry, you lost this, that, and the other thing. And then it kind of brings this guy back to a place of gratitude um, after shocking him. Um, but at the same time, that's what an inpatient unit can do is that you can 
whether it's a group milieu at a partial day treatment center or whether it's an inpatient unit, um, you're really going to get most of the time, you know, a strong connection, sharing with others, drawing that comparison. You know, do I have it so bad? Because someone always has a bat worse than you. And life could always be worse than what it is right now. And just to be grateful with the only moment we have is right here and right now. It's always only right here, right now. And if we're in a state of anxiety, we're worrying about tomorrow or something that hasn't happened yet. And then if we're in despair or we're depressed and, you know, a lot of that is chemical, we all know that you know, you're, you're kind of living in yesterday and just kind of getting back to the, the, the boat metaphor where, you know, what, what's driving the boat? Is it the wake? No, but the wake is the the trail that's left behind. And that's our, that's our yesterdays. It's important for us to know where we come from. It's important for us to process where we've come from. But what, what I think a lot of us and myself included, I've done this a thousand times myself. So I'm, I'm definitely a person who walks through life, falls down, brushes my knee. I brush my knees off and then I keep going. Um, I haven't always had it easy. However, that has made me appreciate my life so much more now. Um, and I think that that's just something I wanted to say as well is that, you know, if we try to stay in the boat, And the only thing that's driving this boat as we look forward is the present moment energy. It's nothing else than that because that's all we really have is right now. Everything else is just a Jedi mind trick. All the thoughts we have in our head don't necessarily matter and neither do our feelings. Sometimes our feelings are just there. They're driving something, but it doesn't mean that we need to fall prey to all of the feelings and all of the thoughts that enter our mind because our mind's a tricky place. It's a little like the tree metaphor. Um, there's this, I think it's Thich Nhat Hanh, um, a Buddhist who is brilliant writer. Um, he's written a lot of really cool books. I think he's, God rest his soul, I think he just recently is deceased. Um, but he talks about if you look at a tree in a storm, a really tall tree during a storm, you see the top of the tree and what's happening to the top of the tree. The top of the tree is just whirling about, bending and swirling and stretching and, you know, uh, in a distressed state. But if you follow that tree and look at the base of the tree, the tree is usually rooted. Of course, there are trees that come de-rooted during a hurricane and all that. I'm, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking a typical storm. And the tree is very rooted. The, the, the trunk of the tree is stable. It's kind of like us. Like we are really the trunk of the tree, but our minds get us all tripped up in lots of, lots of things, whether we're worrying about something that hasn't happened yet or something's happened to us before and we think that other shoe's going to drop if something good happens to us. It's really just about we're all on this journey, guys. It, core, me, anyone I know is on this journey including my clients, his clients, and so grateful because in our field and with this podcast, I, you know, I'm not a big small talk person. I'm not 
I'm not going to talk to people really about the weather or like shoes or like decorating or like I don't talk small talk um, at all. And I, I avoid it at all costs. And it, it's really not a good skill set to have because you really need to know how to talk small talk. But um, it's just, what was I talking about? What's important in your life? Yeah, I know. What's important in my life? What about the small talk? Why was I going off I on that know. tangent? Small talk. About, talk about small talk and shoes and... No, small talk. No, deep talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So when we when you guys call us, it's like so real. It This is what makes our world go around. Because people are not calling and be like, hey... You know, hey, how's it going? Like, there's nothing superficial about anyone who's ever contacted us. That's what I'm so grateful for, personally, is that you you guys out there trust us enough to, or, you know, I'm honored about that. I appreciate that. And I know Cora does, too. And thank you for all of your calls. They mean the world to us, really. Any, any light I can shed um, to help, again, you know, we aren't treating you. Uh, we can't DM you on Instagram. Don't DM us because we don't know how to read our messages. Sorry, we're still not getting that kind of help, but we're looking for somebody to help us with it. No, really looking for a technic- technical person. Um, but don't direct message us um, because we're not, getting, we're not getting them. We're barely replying to people's comments, which we're loving the comments, which is lovely. So bear with us on that front, and thank you. God bless you, and be well, and you have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next Sunday. That's a wrap. Very well put, Julie. Um, Yeah, so George Carlin was a great comedian, um, really insightful, kind of like an amped-up, R-rated version of Jerry Seinfeld in terms of just observations that, that he made. So, you know, we wanted to do this episode just to kind of, you know, all of us, myself included, reorienting ourselves to what is really important in our lives. Where are we devoting the necessary energy to? And I am, as as Julie said, I am a passenger on this train with every one of you guys out there. Um, this is not a do as I say, do as, you know, do as I do type of thing. This is something that we, we constantly experience, but I think it, it, it helps when... We could bring a topic to the forefront and and step back and and I, I really love that one example uh, with the, with the guy with the priest and you know I think sometimes we need that reality check when we're self loathing when we're depressed and when we're you know we're just or in 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 complete you know poor me uh, modality to 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 get to a, a different place to be like you know what I don't have it that bad. And I think sometimes it could pull people out of depression. It could maybe assuage someone's anxiety. Uh, you know, this again, this is this is a this is a podcast and a program about mental health. And I was very clear about one of the things that the reason of doing this, besides legitimizing, destigmatizing mental health, was to give a sense of hope. Um, and again, you take brain injury out of the equation; everything else is treatable, if, if not curable, whether that's through medication psychotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, um, a combination of the two. Uh, it, it takes work, um, but we're, we are all subject to this. And, you know, at least in the United States, you know, west Western side, we're moving into winter. So, you know, worry about increases in depression, increases in anxiety, uh, you know, day daylight is getting shorter. So, you know, these are all things that are factoring in. So I thought it was just a good time to 
you know, with the holidays coming up and and whatnot, is it'd be a good time to just to kind of uh, give our, all of us a reminder. Um, you know, I am I it's, I'm grateful. Uh, like, but my my drive to work is very short. Um, you know, we live in Duxbury, we work in Duxbury. It's a beautiful town, very blessed by God to live here. But 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 that's my quiet time of where I pray. And I can tell you from experience, again, born and raised Catholic, and Bruce Springsteen said it best, once you're Catholic, there's no getting out. I'm much like Julie, much more spiritual. But I can tell you, since I've started giving, acknowledging God in, in, in a more vibrant and a more present way, things have been in, in just like doubled like or, or tripled in, in terms of uh, productivity and resources and just all areas and aspects of life. Um so I, I would encourage you to do that again. I'm not. This is not a. This is not a sermon. It's just something I'm sharing from from personal experience. Um, so it um, for me, it, it's definitely a part of my day. It's part, part, part of my daily routine. And uh, again, I probably wouldn't have got through the loss of my father without having such a strong faith. So um, you know, we all have areas of our lives uh, to work on. But I think if we all step back and look, there's a lot of areas of our lives that we have, you know, there's people that we need uh, to be more mindful of. There's people that we need to congratulate, to to love, uh, to celebrate, to, you know, recognize. And again, I you know, this is, I'm talking a very broad level here um, because, like I said, people don't get replaced. George Carlin said it. You know, I talked about with with my own parents, um, but I think we let, if we can all start to just just be more mindful of like, you know what, I I'm thankful I have oregano in in the cabinet. And I only say that because I'm staring at the oregano in the cabinet because I'm going to make uh, my mom's chili tonight. So if you guys want a good Chicago chili recipe, reach out to me and I will give it to you. Um, all right. So until next time. Uh, if I haven't gotten back to you, I will I do my best to get back to everybody. Um, texting me, uh, calling me, emailing me is the best way. You can get a hold of me through Psychology Today. You can get a hold of me through email at psychologyunplugged at outlook.com. Uh, you can contact me directly, uh, 617-750-9411, East Coast Standard Time in the United States of America. You can also follow us on Instagram at psychology underscore unplugged underscore. Uh, and I will continue to try to figure out how to do that and post things I think are relevant. I think the last one I posted was of Bruce Springsteen. Uh, and on a side note, if you if you guys are getting into Bruce, go on YouTube, watch his new video, Night Shift, which was written by the Commodores. It does a great job. Uh, I don't think I, I, I talked about the new album coming out, but the video is really good. I would encourage you guys to reach out and watch that. All right, until next time, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, be well, reach out, and we will see you next week. Bye, guys.